This talk by John Sutherland, called Dream Practices, is the fifth talk of the Practices of the Night Retreat given at Mountain Cloud Zen Center in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in May 2011. The first part of dream practice is preparation. What we're doing is what's called a sought dream as opposed to a spontaneous dream. So in the Mahayana tradition, the intention that you set as you seek a dream is really important. And as with all practices, the fundamental intention is that of generating bodhicitta. Bodhicitta is the desire for one's own awakening for the benefit of all beings. So to wake up yourself to benefit everybody else. And a classic formulation of that kind of um, intention of bodhicitta towards dream yoga comes from Padmasambhava, the great Tibetan teacher. He formulated it as, In order to free myself and others, I'd like to engage in the practice of dream yoga, which has the power to liberate suffering, fear, and confusion. May all beings achieve perfect happiness and complete awakening. So as with all practices, you do dream yoga, not just for your own benefit, but for everyone else as well. In the letter I sent out in preparation for this, I mentioned some Taoist attitudes toward dream yoga. And one of the things um, Taoists say that I like a lot is that the prerequisite for any dream work is sufficient sound sleep achieved through rest, exercise, proper eating, and an occasional nap. And they also suggest uh, something that is really difficult for most of us to do, which is um, to spend our days in ways that don't exhaust us. Um, and again, as, as I mentioned in the letter, the sense that that um, sleep is something that we should be respected, uh, that, that we should respect and entered into, not collapsed into, uh, in exhaustion. So the first stage of sleep is really the preparation, physical, psychic, and spiritual, for going to sleep. And um, a, few, a few tips from the tradition on that. First of all, a light stomach makes the mind clearer. And um, fasting even more so. You can, you can do quite amazing things with your dreams if you, if you fast at the same time. And, you know, to state the obvious that everybody, we, we were sort of kidding about caffeine earlier, but, it, you know, we know that it does affect sleeping and dreaming. And, and as do drugs and alcohol. Um, and they might do some really interesting things sometimes. I think it's probably good to develop a relationship with your sleeping and dreaming sober. And then it's up to you. Okay, so um, as you're preparing for sleep, maybe maybe imagine that all of the rivers of your life, all of the thoughts, intentions, the stresses, your physical condition, your memories, the tasks, all of those rivers of your life are flowing into the great sea of sleep and in some way are put to rest there. Meditation really matters. If you can sleep close, if you can sit close to the time you sleep, that's really helpful. If not, even just lighting a candle and some incense, if you do incense, for five minutes in your room makes a difference. It's, it's, if, if, if 
meditate otherwise with candles and incense. So it connects with something in your psyche. Um, do relaxing things like taking a bath and stretching and massage. And if you think, um, oh, I don't have time for frivolous things like that, just think of it as practice. <laughs> And begin as you prepare for sleep to notice your breath. And if you can, slow it down and deepen it. Let your breath get slow and deep. That's really helpful. Okay, so then you're at the the very important gateway of falling asleep. Um, A lot of the the dream yoga traditions say that you should take the position of the Buddha's parinirvana, which is the position the Buddha was in when he died, um, which is basically, and, and I will also say the position of Queen Maya when she had the conception dream for the Buddha. Um, so you lie on your right side with your right hand supporting your head. That. And your left hand on your left side. And I'm in the booklet I'll give you at the end of the night, there's a picture of that. But in the Dzogchen Tibetan tradition, they say, lie on your left side, which is conducive to clarity. So in other words, whatever you want. <laughs> it's up to you. Try both. See if it makes a difference. Um, once you're lying either on your left or your right side... Um, do some kind of relaxation exercise. You know those things that we all know how to do about just sort of progressive relaxation of, of our bodies and our minds. And then um, meditate. Do whatever you do in your meditation. And once you're fairly stable and um, settled in your meditation, then you get to choose your destination. Where are you going? You can fall asleep with the intention to remember your dreams, if that's what you want to do. Dreams really respond to attention, so just to set the intention can make a difference. And just repeat a few times to yourself, I will remember my dreams as you settle into sleep. If you already remember your dreams pretty well, you can ask your dreams to address something specific. And if you want to sort of keep it really in the practice world to something that came up in meditation or around your practice that you want to try to understand more about and formulate the question as specifically as possible. wake up in the middle of the night, which you do all the time, every time you dream you wake up afterwards, you just don't remember it but you do every time so if you remember if you're awake when you're awake after a dream, write it down um, don't, don't assume that you're going to remember it in the morning no matter how vivid it is, how many times, right oh, what was that and since let me reassure you that you do wake up every time you dream very briefly. So if you stop to write down the dream, you're not, um, you're not less likely to fall back asleep. You're already awake. Okay, so, so that's one destination, um, intending to remember your dreams. Another destination is to fall asleep with the intention to be lucid during dreaming, to know that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. And same kind of thing, you fall asleep with the intention, I will recognize my dream as a dream.
And again, we'll talk more about the techniques of once you're there tomorrow. Can you say why you think that's important? Which? Lucid dreaming? To know, to know that you're dreaming when you're dreaming. Um, why, why I think it's important? Um, I would probably go along with the kind of Mahayana view that it just shows you the, the circles and circles and circles of the emptiness of things and the dreamlike quality of things. And that um, we tend to think of waking consciousness and dreaming consciousness as being so different, but once you've had a waking consciousness inside of a, dreaming con- inside of a dream, you can't quite make those hard and fast distinctions anymore. Okay, um, you can also set the intention to, um, to, to go different places and do different things, whatever it is you want. Again, Padmasambhava from, from a really classical Mahayana perspective says that of course what you'd want to do in your dreams is travel to the Buddha fields to hear the profound teachings of different Buddhas. So you can do that if you want. Or you can go to Disneyland, I suppose. <laughs> um, you can, another destination is that you can fall asleep with the intention to remain aware during the sleep state. Again, more on that later. Okay, Probably not tonight. Don't try it tonight. But, or try it tonight and see what happens. So the intention to remain aware during the sleep state. I will remain aware during sleep. During, well, we'll talk more about that <laughs> tomorrow. If, you, if, if, if we're actually going to get to sleep tonight, we've got we to hold off on it. Okay, so once you've set your, your destination, you, once you've chosen your de- destination, then um, you set the GPS. <laughs> so if you want to focus on, on dreaming, if that's your focus on either remembering your dreams or, or having lucid dreams, the place to focus your attention is your throat, which co- is correlated with the dream. The head is correlated with waking consciousness, not surprisingly. The throat with dreaming. And if you want to focus on dreamless sleep, if you want to focus on the natural luminosity of the universe, focus on your heart. That's its correlate. Okay? Waking consciousness, head, dream, throat, um, deep sleep, dreamless sleep, your heart. And all you do is you just put your breath there and put your attention there. So physical sensation, like we say, head. Okay. Yeah, and um, if you if you want if you want something to focus on, the traditional thing is a is a red what's called a bindu, which is like a sort of glowing ball, a ball of light, a red ball in your throat or in your heart. Um, alternately, if you don't, if you don't want to um, choose one of those destinations, you can do a practice. You can fall asleep with a koan. You can fall asleep doing tonglen or metta or any other kind of practice, and see if you can continue it during your sleep. Um, the booklet will have a, a one formulation for meta practice and also one formulation for tonglen practice. Really simple, if if you want to practice with that. Um, you can fall asleep chanting the Heart Sutra mantra, which is the Gate Gate Padagate Padasam Gate, 
Bodhisvaha, that's also in the booklet. Um, we don't translate those sounds. We say, we say them in, in Sanskrit because the sounds themselves um, are believed to have a certain kind of power. And the power is that when we recite them, when we repeat them, they invoke the mind's natural light, which is the same as the light of the universe. So to invoke one is to invoke the other. Okay, any, any questions just on falling asleep? Preparing for and falling asleep. Okay, so the next gateway is the gateway of waking. And, and what you want to do here is see if you can <clears throat> rest in that moment when you first wake up before the self has reassembled. The mind that wants and judges isn't going yet. This is the moment before all of that kicks in and you're just simply lying there. That's the moment you want to rest in if you can. And the ways to do that is um, if you can wake up without an alarm clock, do so if you can wake up naturally. Um, if it, Even if you do have to use an alarm clock, but if you don't as well, don't move. There's, there's something about... Um, movement, physical movement that sort of sets the whole organism back into motion so just don't move and keep your eyes closed and focus on breathing slowly and deeply and from that spot feel your way backwards into a dream see if you can and it might take a minute or two, so just stay there, stay with it. And if you can't feel your way into a dream as the whole, see if you can pick up an image, something fleeting, um, any kind of memory of it. And if you can't even get so much as an image or um, something fleeting, an episode from it, Notice how you're feeling. What are you feeling like as you wake up? And can you go from, how, from your feeling state on waking back into a dream? that regularly it does two things it does it really does help with dream recall and that's nice but it also gets you into the habit of resting in that moment just before the self and the world coalesce in their habitual ways so part of the practice of the day is to see if you can carry that forward into the day can you get up like that can you start through the day like that staying in that moment before everything 
before you know everything, before everything is set and determined. What's it like to brush your teeth like that? Shakyamuni Buddha in her dream in which she dreamed um, of the conception of Shakyamuni and if you turn the booklet over without opening it on the back is an image of the Buddha um, in, in Parinirvana in that the position in which he died that we talked about and then inside are, um, are some dakinis who are um, then what comes to you in your sleep sometimes and um, on the left are Tibetan dakinis on the right a Chinese image of a imagination of a dakini and then you'll just see that there are some some reminders of some of the things we've talked about tonight and there'll be some of the things we talk about in future so that you you can have you can refer to them if you want to be practicing um, at home and on the back there's a retreat schedule to remind you when to get back and then finally um, there's a there's a lovely tradition of doing um, dream yoga on um, kusha grass which is a kind of fragrant grass known in, in both India and China and those of you who are familiar with the story of, of Shakyamuni know that as he was walking toward the Bodhi tree with the intent to sit down under it and not get up until he was awakened he met a grass cutter whose arms were full of kusha grass of this fragrant grass who gave him some of the grass to make his cushion of to sit on um, so he sat on this beautiful fragrant grass the gift of the grass cutter when, when um, he, he awakened and so um, dream yoga practitioners sleep on kusha grass um, we don't have kusha grass because we're not in India or China but we have under the altar there um, two substitutes some beautiful tall grass from Elizabeth's garden thank you very much and some um, wild herb picked by a Kabbalah rabbi of my acquaintance near Placidus <laughs> yesterday so you're welcome to just take a bunch home with you um, or to bed with you and put it under, under your pillow if you like in honor of the old tradition and may it bring you very sweet dreams and very sweet sleep thank you all very much and we'll see you at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning these talks are made available through your donations to Cloud Dragon the Joan Sutherland Dharma Works to learn more about her teachings and to make a tax deductible contribution please visit our donate page 
at johnsutherlanddharmaworks.org.